welcome to Best Doodles episode 16. I'm your host Sapna Malhotra. Remember when you were 16? The whole house was a buzz with only one discussion. In fact, just one question. What do you want to do? What subjects do you want to take in 11th grade? Do you have a plan? You definitely need to have a plan. Remember all those discussions? I think we're all familiar with that. We all lived it. And some of us are living it with our children now. But there is a new twist to the angle. Because sometimes the child stands up and says, "Look, I don't want to study in India. I want to go abroad." And that's where the planning goes to the next level. Today on Desk Doodles, we have someone who's going to talk about all these how and when. But the question still looms, why? She's been an educator for the past 17 years. She has been the vice principal of one of the most prestigious schools in Bangalore, uh, Greenwood High International School for the past 8 years. Currently she's working as the principal at Nalapar Academy. I'm so happy to welcome Mrs. Kavita Sena. Welcome to Des Doodles. Hi everyone. And Sapna, you've been very enthusiastic in introducing me. You are absolutely right. 17 years in international curriculum, and 29 years as an educator. Old home. And the question which you have brought as an episode is so so apt. Right. If you look at my own journey, when I was 16, I don't think I thought I would be a teacher, and that to a very passionate teacher. Right. I was all heading towards management because that was a new thing at that time. and i thought okay if not management it could be ias officer but never a teacher and what actually turned the wheel in favor of teacher was my mother wow she is the one who inspired me and she said look you know a teacher makes a doctor an engineer and ias so why don't you try because you're a natural teacher i said why do you say so and then she related one incident and said Look, when you were a little girl, I have watched you coming back from school, draping a sari around and using the house doors with a chalk to write all you had learned. <laughs> so it looks like it's there in you. Why don't you try? Right. At sixteen, of course, I did not give a ten. You know, as usual, I said no. I have to fly from a little Kolhapuriya town, Dhanbad, and I had to move ahead. to look for greener pastures and a better university i tried doing my graduation and i did my graduation from patna university very early in my life i got married but i did not stop studying so i did my graduation my masters in business management and finance i did my ma in political science and international relations and i went ahead doing ba and most recently i also completed my csml course from harvard business school so learning is something which i have not stopped one and i have realized if you want to be a good teacher you need to be a good learner why is there an exodus of indian students to pursue undergrad studies abroad that is the big question for you i mean we have, have we have fantastic institutions in india but what is pushing them and when i look into this i realize first is the tough competition of getting into iits and very very few reputed institutions 
the brightest and the brightest kid does not find a place and then they think why should i just grind myself into iit and why not try into some good institutions abroad secondly the pressure of you can say to earn more students have realized because this has become a global platform and that too because of the technology they are now connecting themselves with students from different countries and they have realized why should i just do engineering why should i do just medical why can't i do computer science with entrepreneurship why can't i do engineering with music and then they start searching and they realize abroad some good institutions are giving them now the question arises is is it so easy does the journey start at the age of 16 sapna let me tell you it doesn't start it doesn't <laughs> and and it doesn't start and it is not the onus of only parents it's a triangle yeah the student the parent and the school all three have to work together and i say 16 is late late <laughs> job 13 you should start thinking where is my profiling where is my call people say no it's too young to decide yeah it's young to decide but not young to prepare right. i always say it's young to decide but you can start your preparation when we visit our, our grannies or we visit any place during a summer holidays those visits should be a learning exercise and when that becomes a learning exercise the student starts exploring and then starts thinking from that early age college choices comes later yeah. first you have to do exercise of actually looking at what are your interests what are your hobbies what really excites you when all those questions are there in your mind then you get into the basic of you know what i need to do now basically if you ask me there are a lot of international curriculums there are national curriculums and everybody is confused if i do ib i fly to us and uk if i do cambridge i fly if i do cbse i cannot no i don't believe curriculum does not decide your passion what decides your passion is what have you thought from the early stage the money required for going the fees all this is secondary the first thing is your passion do you want to be different right sapna don't you think i think uh, also uh, what we said earlier on that the flexibility that the children get see like we were saying that when we are 16 okay 16 even i think at 18 we really don't know what we want to do sometimes Absolutely. and i think when we when we talk about india that's what we really need to decide whether we want to go into engineering or we want to go into medicine and th there are these two boxes that we have to somehow kind of fit in whereas abroad offers those children that kind of space that they it gives them those two years to kind of discover themselves what i really want to do and that's i think one of the reasons that the big question that i had for you today was that that the exodus of indian children uh to you know for their undergrad studies abroad answers that because they kind of get that two years of gap to figure out what they want to do and See, uh, the first thing is every student has some strengths some weaknesses now what happens when you have flexibility of curriculum you can actually enhance your strength and work on your weaknesses 
Whereas in the curriculum in India, what happens that in eighth standard itself, you need to decide science, arts, comms. Thankfully, the draconian issue is out, the law is out, and after 32 years, I believe we have a new education policy. It will take some time, but that policy has a lot more, which is skill-based. Because we have to look into it that now students are not looking at being just the employees. They're looking at a bigger goal, them to actually pursue their hobbies and passion. That is the, one of the biggest reasons that children want to go and study abroad. Secondly, there's also, you can say, it's not free lunch. When people are paying huge amount of fees for studying abroad, they also get closer to immigration, closer to getting a permanent residency, closer to getting citizenship in big countries. And then you'll say, ma'am, why, why they want citizenship? It's the quality of education and life. Yeah, I was going to come to that question for you after once we talked about it, because that I think we definitely need to look into the reasons why. And um, uh, uh, the biggest one is that we definitely look, need to look into our higher education in India. And what is it? How can we just make it, you know, attractive enough for our children to stay back and not go abroad, which, which we really need to look into? It's the most, you can say, most important question right now is what we need to do. First is ease of admission. Why is it that the admission is so tough that you need to go through the complete one year training under you know, certain set institutes to get into these Absolutely. programs? Why one test decides it all? Why is it not cumulative, progressive result and gives admission? which happens abroad, why can't we do it? Absolutely. And it's also, I feel uh, somewhere that all, I mean, children are all intelligent. They have all different intelligences, right? Absolutely. And when you make them sit for a common entrance exam, and it is the stress of that particular day, sometimes the child might not be able to perform under that pressure, might not be able to take it. And then that kid poor thing has to sit back the whole year to take it the next year. And that's just and for... Satna, you're so right, you're nailing it. What I'm trying to say is, why one exam in deciding? Why not the progression from ninth standard? Abroad, they judge you on your ninth standard exam, on your 10th standard performance, on your 11th standard. And in US, they totally rely on what recommendation a grade 12 teacher is giving. They don't even wait for because they feel if you have put in three years of grade studies, and if your teachers are recommending you that you're great, they trust the teachers. Here, what we are doing, ninth, you may fail. Tenth, you may just get a 50%. 11th, you just jump into some institute and do a rigorous study and all. And 12th standard, you get one admission and there you are. But what's happening to the study which you have done in 9, 10, 11? That's the reason I said start thinking from 7. Start thinking from 8. When you start thinking early, it's not about admission. It's not about career. It's about your passion. Yeah. Only. Now, if you look at me or yourself, we were not heading towards being a teacher, but we got into our passion. And that's the reason we are somewhere around, you know, trying to train teachers, get the students, because that's our call. That's our passion. And when you are driven by passion, you definitely find your right institution. Even abroad, if you ask in India also, 
all the Indian parents only know few Ivy League colleges. And they feel, okay, they are rated, they are, they are having these grand numbers, and they are the best. No, that's not. You need to actually find a good counselor. You need to find, talk to your teachers, talk to the school, and whether you're doing a state board curriculum, if your passion is to go and study abroad, you can do it, provided you start early and do. And the ease of admission is making it so attractive for the students. They don't feel humiliated. They feel, okay, even abroad, I can do my engineering. I need not just wait for my JE results. Correct. Second is more study options. Thirdly, the quality of education, the research and development, that is something which we need to develop. Why we need to only do what others have already discovered. Why can't our students do some research? And some of them, I mean, I get very excited when my students used to actually create something. Now, this is something we need to push. The insecurity of the job in India is making the students all the more tense that's also the reason because they always think they have to do engineering there is commitment at home and they have to get a job otherwise what are they supposed to do that's the biggest issue the insecurity of job and that again goes you know we are trying to not blame but we are saying a lot of opportunities have to be uh, taken you know opportunities have to be found and even we have to see that we take up these opportunities and build some uh, kind of industry or try to be a, an aspiring risk taker to actually develop something and do on your own instead of just following the rat race. And when you talked now, about research, uh, when you talked about research, I think I wanted to touch upon one topic, uh, one point there is that when we talk about our uh, universities and colleges uh, i feel that the research is more academic right it's not very industry based and that's also another big difference between our higher education and abroad because there the integration of industry into the universities and colleges the programs that are introduced i think is also one big advantage for students uh, you know pursuing absolutely. absolutely see what happens abroad the industry takes care and they want good students to come out. So they actually finance the universities. They give grants and they also give a kind of a internship programs and things for the students so that they can get the best brain. Here our industries are, have started, but they are very slow. So what happens, the ground reality is very different. I still remember the economics which I read. I was still going on and on with the five-year plan. That, that has got nothing to do with the pragmatism of the day. The pragmatic approach of learning is not there. The industry part, and that's the reason international curriculum students do experience that. Because they do that kind of uh, you know, learning where they're actually going out in the, into the industry and doing research. See, doing research when we say that is also a skill. Yeah, yeah. Finding out something is also a skill. And most students are very comfortable if you have a lesson and you have the question answers given, they will learn, the rote learning is done and they can just give it back in the same manner. I think that also we need to start so early on. It's not just that when you uh, jump into the universities and colleges, all of a sudden you have to start thinking like that. If we start yes. early on in our uh, higher and middle school, 
and i have seen you doing that you're doing that pre primary onwards the focus should be of development of concept and skills if that is done then the decision making becomes easy which college which course and where i'm i'm touching on the pandemic yeah. see with this pandemic coming all of a sudden students who had planned to go abroad they actually were very disheartened because they were not looking forward for just online classes they were looking forward to an experience experience of the library experience of the boarding facilities experience of meeting international students so i happened to talk to few of them and i said how are you people feeling they said ma'am we are very miserable the very first one they were very miserable i motivated them i said no things will improve but now recently when i spoke to them they said ma'am there is a hope because even though if they're doing online classes the experience is wholesome because they're able to connect with the professors and the labs and everything online that shows that adaptability is very high in the universities abroad so that experience is there now question is what can we do to retain this brain in india what i suggest is that a little more research has to happen in india now a lot of curriculum is available in indian universities but they are not getting the right focus and direction now i don't know whether you are aware ashoka university in last 5 years has done a real good job with liberal arts with entrepreneurship with history right. so the new universities are really coming up with good combination and to name few i think uh, the private institutions which are coming with you know uh, two years of study here two years abroad those are good opportunities for indian students and we should actually lap it up we should not just think of going abroad yeah but i think If one can... big thing that can help uh, you know from our students to fly away and for us to retain that brain power would be definitely to upgrade our universities and by that i mean our professors we need to upgrade their skill set because i feel that you know 25 years back when i graduated from college and if i see the scene in colleges now i don't see much of a change i really don't and in 25 years if we have not been able to give a different outlook different learning in our colleges that's the very big reason for our children to fly away because we need to change with times and that will only happen if our uh, educators in the universities uh, upgrade their skill set if we want something at the top it should start from below the vertical planning has to happen what is happening is we are very comfortable in our own boxes we may talk about national education policy we may talk about skill set but who is going to change those skills are the people so we need a massive training center where to train these teachers to actually make children think and the outlook has to change and the outlook can change only when we talk about what are the parameters what are the differentiation how are we actually going to look into the exam factor somehow i feel the examination fever the kind of examination we are conducting is not the right way if we are thinking of having uh, to retain this brain then we have to bring a change there one sat score actually decides 200 universities in us yeah and when they found that this was not correct they said okay some university says we don't want sat we have our own methods 
so they are investing a lot of time in selection of students we are investing half a minute why i say half a minute why you fill a form you, and that's it and after that you sit for the exam if you qualify you qualify if you don't you disqualify now that is the main issue you cannot disqualify a student based on one exam i am very clear you need to see the progression apart from that there should be different boxes if suppose students are not getting into a university the b and the c university should have almost the same quality the difference should not be so much right now in india you have the top universities and then you have nothing then you have nothing there's nothing in between and that is the reason for the exodus of the students to move think about the uh, people who are staying in the b town and c town for them coming to bangalore itself is like us they are not even getting that so there is a whole lot of things which we can say we have to be change makers and we have to actually voice it out on the forums saying that we need to change the pattern the curriculum the learning by also infusing how to study yeah and also i feel that as educators like when we talk about uh, upgrading our educators i think the mentality of the entire society needs to be changing as well because we need to look up to the uh, teachers i mean another reason is that some of the best brains who can teach so well do not opt for becoming teachers or professors because it's something that oh just a teacher it that whereas i think uh, it's the top cream the educators are the top cream of the society because they are the ones who are uh, you know giving all the knowledge for people to go forward and become what they are now i am at least fortunate enough to see two of my very bright students of a previous school who have opened a school in america of their own so that gives me so much of pleasure that you know at least they have found their passion yeah brilliant students coming out of ivy leagues and after doing their ivy they have actually opened school and that too very innovative because that school moves from one county to the other oh that's so every years amazing that's and, and that's a really nice model it's a pre primary model and they are just focusing on pre primary and primary till grade 5 it will move from each county every 2 years so what happens they teach the skill sets to the teacher of the schools there and then they move so that the learning remains brilliant idea wonderful so i wish they had something like that coming to india tell them please we need that yes, yes. Share knowledge sharing our uh, skill set with so many teachers across the country and that would benefit so many students this is something which we need to think so when we talk about it the other thing is you know the credential overseas credential just like you know in india still now at least it is less otherwise you know anything which was foreign return was always given more value students still have that in the corporate sector the overseas credential is given a better professional uh, you can say a levi or professional success if you take a masters degree abroad and come and join a corporate in india you're definitely two steps ahead than the people who are here that is also a reason for the students to move abroad yeah even after doing their iit they would like to take a degree from an ivy league 
and come back because they know it makes a huge impact on the position and the finance. How are we going to change is only going to happen when we have our universities also in the top 100 rankings. Sad enough, we don't fall anywhere. And we have the best brain power in the world, in fact. We have so many. Education has not had that push. The second, what I feel is to retain them is involve students from an early age into, you know, what's happening around industry. Suppose a student has that, you know, acumen for business, then they should be actually working one fourth of their schooling should be in a firm. It should start from the school days that 20 days out of 30 days, one week children should be made to work somewhere. Maybe that is going to change the skill set because in India, unfortunately, we are very good parents. We want to look after them even till they are 24. We will give their fees. We will provide everything and that makes them very dependent. But if we instill this that no, from 18, you need to look for a job for yourself. Maybe the skill sets will improve. And then they start finding a call for the right job and the right, maybe they're very good at carpentry. Why are we not having vocational institutes? Very few are there. Why do I need to do a graduation to become a good carpenter? Where is the relation? Now, what we do is, oh, carpenter. We don't even think that's such a high skill. We look down upon the skills. This change should be in the mindset. And more institutions, vocational institutions should be open. And I think that our schools itself, because if you start giving that kind of uh, education in the schools, I think the children will also grow up with a wider thought process and the respect for each and every person, the respect for each and every skill would be something that they grow up with. And the society needs to grow up with that kind of thought process. If a child takes music as a son, how tough it was for me to convince them that, look, they can still pursue music and do your dream engineering. Problem is parents are dreaming from the shoulders of the child. That's wrong. You have to give wings to them. So when we talk about these, I mean, I'm really passionate about it. And I feel if I could only bring a change in the mindset of the parents that look, if you want to do something, do the best, you can actually find a living out of it. The great insecurity, if it goes away, then I think we can let our children live their life and actually choose a profession, choose a college of their choice. Vocational colleges is something I feel India has to look deeply into it because in Bangalore, if you look at it, in Bangalore, if I say, uh, Sapna, can you tell me two art institutes? We have only two. We don't have more than two. Imagine for the population of in Bangalore, we have just two good art institutes. Whereas we have more than 200 engineering colleges. Look at the spectrum. Two and and 200. And still our students are running away and finding... uh happiness abroad because the colleges even though we have such a large number of colleges the quality of education that our children are getting they're still not happy with that and I think somewhere that also speaks volumes that we need to have somewhat uh, something like an evaluation of teachers of those professors because 
in a lot of colleges i've seen that there is a feedback program where the students who are graduating give a feedback on the professors feedback. they don't want to yeah feedback of any system is so, known as a criticism it's not progression if you ask me feedback should lead to progression but it takes people take it very personally right. now all the do we have now in the international curriculum we say why it, the quality is good because they have a review system you're aware every 5 years there's a review and it's not the review of a particular a b c d it's a review of the philosophy of the policy same thing has to happen we need to do that to all the colleges so that you know the colleges are always under a scanner thinking if my quality dip but somewhere you know i feel even if we have rules implementation is an issue secondly nobody is taking the risk of firing people if you're not good yeah that that comfort that if you're in a government job it's like okay every month i will get what i'm getting whether i do my job i do the responsibility and a kind of you know roles and rights and responsibilities are not defined right. and there's no body who can actually reprimand yeah. once in a while you'll find somebody getting suspended and after 6 years again they are back so it, when we talk about colleges it's only only if you ask me quality yeah if you give quality education why will student leave the comfort of their own home and go abroad they will not absolutely and also for the parents because the parents are supporting those decisions because they themselves feel that like for 25 years if they're still studying in the way i studied where is that newness that the children need to learn with and because the whole uh, world is globe in in such an extensive globalized uh, state and we need to give them new ways of learning new ways of thinking new ways of you know experimenting with things sapna these are the parents who are actually interacting on a global platform and they are actually passing out their experiences they are saying oh my god if you, if i would have done something abroad and come back i would have been at a higher position so why should i not pass it on to my children they are ready to sell their land their house everything to send the child abroad because they feel that is going to bring back professional success for them and it's so great i think if we upgrade our universities we start paying our professors better we have this evaluation system in place it would still not cost the parents as much as they spend when they send their children abroad and if, if we can just get us basically a system in place to upgrade our education in the higher uh, uh, studies in the universities and colleges i think absolutely. Can. absolutely because very few students are just going for the heck of it most serious students are actually going staking a lot on their head you know they are going with a tension on their head that there's so much of liability back home parents are actually paying those fees and i have to at least return back with some kind of earning they are not going just to spend and while away their time no now it is most of the upper middle class who are actually working class are taking that money and giving it to the child why because they want them to discover in a new way the newness the word what you have capped is absolutely apt because you said the newness and what is this newness because we are looking at 2040 2050 what technology ai mi all this will be there where will my child be if you are still doing rote learning 
That is the fear. And that's the reason so many people are moving ahead. And if we have to retain them, then we have to improve our quality. We have to improve our quality from the Anganwadi stage, not at the college. Absolutely. Uh, uh, like now, now that the national policy has come into play, we have to still wait and see how, when it is going to be implemented. Those things that we are talking about, when are they going to come into play? And uh, but if we have more budgets for education, if we have quality institutes in place, I think we can definitely tap into this huge brain power that is running away. Simple things, Apna. If we are spending so much on building a metro service, which is very much required infrastructure, we can spend one tenth of it and have open libraries. We don't have, we don't even think, we don't even think about it, that students need that. In Bangalore, suppose a student is doing research, do you know where they go? They have only two to three big libraries. And it's sad. You are aware that only there are two to three big libraries and to get the membership and make the students go there is also an ordeal for any teacher. So these are the little things which we have to do. And I'm very happy to discuss on it because I feel discussions leads to a lot of interactions of, um, you know, thought processes and somewhere down the line, someone will be listening to something will happen. Absolutely. And when you were talking about the pandemic, uh, you know, one thing came to my mind was like this year, whatever has happened with the students is okay, one story. But now the next year, how does it pan out? Because there will be students who have deferred their admissions going, there will be students who are applying new and the universities abroad, definitely, they would also want to prioritize a little bit to their local students because it's been a big setback for them. So how, how do you think our Indian students who are thinking of going abroad next year? What, what should the they survey has given us a kind of some survey was done where they said around 68% students still want to go and pursue abroad. But the rest of them want to do at least two years in India, see how the situation is and then move. And the reason for this is that is health issues. They're only worried, what if we go and if we fall sick in a foreign land, how are we going to manage? But the universities, on the other hand, have become very, very proactive and they are now saying, okay, we, can, we will give you both the offers. Even in the schools, see how fast they have moved. They have opened the schools and they have said, okay, you have both the options, online, offline. So the design to say is students have to make a very informed decision. Where are they going? What are the outcomes? Are they able to achieve that being in India and doing online? Because for another one year, I somehow feel we'll be having online and offline both options. It's a very tough time, very stressful, because even the selection for the students to the university this year, they have actually eased out a bit. Some universities have also said we will not look into the SAT scores because they would not have the exam. So they are actually doing a lot, which is, you can say, more student friendly. So it is a good year to get admissions. But if you look at it, on the other hand, it will be online and offline, both options. So you can't be thinking, I got admission, yay, and I'm in that land. No, you may still be continuing in India for a certain period of time.
Absolutely. And I think that's the, that, that uh, negates the basic reason that they want to go is for the experience and to learn in a different way, which is uh, probably not going to happen somewhere very, very soon. If you ask me that, ma'am, what is your call? I would say save pen. Save your two years. You have all the paperwork. Join an institute in India. You can always again apply as a transfer candidate after two years. Why not do that? Experience things in India at home, have that family bonding because a lot of students are now discovering that family is not so bad. <laughs> They're actually all the time at home. So they have realized. And I think if they think of going abroad, then they have to be very sure which place they are going, what kind of health facilities available, at what cost. That's also very important. Cost is a very, very driving force at this time. With the economy, the way it is going. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very tough time for whether you are studying in India, whether you want to go abroad. I think uh, everybody is in a very, very tight uh, spot and um, but I think uh, it was great hearing all your views and uh, I'm sure the students also got a lot of it but uh, the, I think the basic thing that we all agree upon is that we definitely need to upgrade our education system schools and the higher education if we really want to retain we need to improve the infrastructure we need to upgrade the skill set of teachers we need to give uh, you know our children that freedom to choose those subjects balance their curriculars with the extracurriculars so that they 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 you know get what they are uh, running for those universities abroad they get it right here then why would they go so and the complete makeover of the complete education policy. Absolutely, absolutely. You have a policy, but you need to do a makeover so that everybody feels happy doing that. It's not a burden anymore. Absolutely. Nice talking to Sapna. It was a nice kind of a brainstorming of what has to happen. <laughs> but I'm sure soon in the years to come, something would, uh, you know, happen with yes. all these thoughts going. And we would see our uh, colleges and universities up there in the top ranks. So absolutely looking forward to that. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.